In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. We're nearing the end of another liturgical year, but we hope you're not nearing the end of listening to Sunday Setup. Be sure to spread the word as we prepare for another year of helping you get more out of Mass. And speaking of Mass, this weekend you will begin by hearing a passage from the second book of Maccabees, describing how the Greek conquerors of the Jewish people required them to act against their religious practices. In this scene, that entails eating pork. One of the brothers, speaking for all of them, says, We are ready to die rather than transgress the laws of our ancestors. And although our excerpt at Mass spares the gory details of just how they die, that's exactly what happens for each of these seven brothers. Now, some might wonder why there seems to be no mention of a father in this story, but only a mother and her seven sons. It could be that the author wants to parallel a passage from the prophet Jeremiah. In the 15th chapter of that book, Jeremiah is describing the state of Jerusalem as the Babylonians arrived, and he says, I brought against the mother of youth the destroyer at midday. And then later, the mother of seven faints away, breathing out her life. We won't spend too much time on St. Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians because we heard from it last weekend. Paul is still trying to calm any fears and quell any misconceptions among the Christians of Thessalonica regarding the day of the Lord and the resurrection of the dead. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one, says Paul. He finishes with a prayer. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the endurance of Christ. We've got much to discuss in our gospel passage. In this 20th chapter of St. Luke's Gospel, Jesus is still teaching in the temple area, and for the third time, some leaders of the temple are going to try to snare Jesus in a tricky question. This third snare is set by the Sadducees, a group within Judaism made up mostly of wealthy people and priests. They took their name from Zadok, who was King David's priest. And what set them apart in Jesus' day was that they only believed the first five books of the Bible, called the Torah, were truly inspired. Everything else, including all of the works of the prophets, they rejected. The trap they're going to set for Jesus involves the resurrection of the dead. For them, the Torah taught pretty clearly that there was no resurrection of the dead. This was through the command found in Deuteronomy chapter 25, referred to as the leveret marriage. From the Latin word levir, which means brother-in-law, it means that if a man died before he had children, his brother was obligated by law, to marry his widow and continue to attempt to have children. In this way, the deceased man's legacy could potentially live on. But for the Sadducees, there would be no need for the legacy to live on if there was going to be a resurrection of the dead. So here's the trap they set for Jesus. If Jesus says there will be a resurrection of the dead, then he is in contradiction to what Moses taught in the Torah by way of the leveret marriage. But if he says there isn't a resurrection of the dead, Then he contradicts what he's been teaching all along about the resurrection. To trap him, they raise a hypothetical scenario. They say, okay, Jesus, let's say all seven brothers marry the same widow and then all seven of them die without children. If there's a resurrection, which of the brothers will be married to the wife? But Jesus' response to the Sadducees shows that they are thinking of heaven and the resurrection in earthly terms. The children of this age marry and remarry. But those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. What does this mean? 
The Jewish people understood sexual relations strictly as needed to perpetuate their race and bring about more Jewish people. But Jesus' point is that when the resurrection of all people occur, there'll be no more need for sexual relationships because everyone will be existing forever. And because of that, there'll be no more need for marriage. It's in this way that he says, they can no longer die, for they are like angels. He finishes his argument with the Sadducees by beating them at their own game. Remember, they tried to use the Torah to prove to Jesus that there can be no resurrection of the dead. But Jesus replies with, that the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Jesus' point here is that when God revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush as, I am the God of Abraham, the fact that he uses the present tense, I am, and not the past tense, I was, shows how this means that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob must still, in some way, be alive. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year C. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.